Hey, hey, Star Wars fans, it's Gary here from Spark of Rebellion, and we would love for you to listen to all of our brand new episodes when they land every single Saturday. Make sure you follow us on your podcast app of choice or pop over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash listen. If you like the show and you want to support us, you can do that via our Patreon. Just head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Patreon and come and join our other patrons. And thank you so much for your continued support. Now, may the force be with you and on to this week's Spark of Rebellion. Hello there. Hey, 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 Star Wars fans, welcome to Spark of Rebellion. This is episode 81. Welcome aboard for another week. Hope you've all stayed healthy and safe. Uh, I am joined, as always, by my cohort, my co-pilot, my Mr. Mr. Shaggy Carpet, walking carpet, as we like to call him. Actually, no, that shouldn't stick. I'm not going to stop that because I don't want that to stick. That would be quite unfortunate, to say the least. Uh, but we are back for another week. And Mr. Mark, how are you doing, buddy? Imagine if Shaggy's surname was Carpet. Cut you well. It yeah. wasn't me. Mm. Mm. Carpet, was it? Genius. I think it might have been. I'm all right, mate. Thanks, yeah. Finished my, uh, finally finished my Lego Stormtrooper, as you can see just over my uh, shoulder there. Lego Stormtrooper. That's been, uh, that's been the project for the week. So, yeah, feel, I'm on a high because I finished that. That was, uh, that was a fun one. Yeah, I clocked it, man. Looks good. Next to Boba. We've got Yoda as well, mm. looking good, man. Yeah. Yoda. Yoda, very good. Is that Yoda or Baby Yoda? That's Yoda. Yoda. Yeah. I end up with that. Oh, they've done the same, like, version of, of Baby Yoda, haven't they, now, in the, in the Lego? Yeah, yeah. But then the problem is, like, my OCD had screwed me, because if I make Baby Yoda and put it next to Yoda, I'm like, why are they next to each other? There's no reason for them to be next to each other. Just because they look alike doesn't mean they're related. Mm. They don't even know each other, as far as we know. So I can't get Baby Yoda because it'd screw me. It would it would screw my OCD up big time, mate. You know that there were certain people listening then that were like, huh. so they're not related. Oh, right. Fuck. How do we contact Doomcock? Doomcock, we've got another one coming. for you. We've got another one for you. <laughs> Kathleen <laughs> Kennedy admits that Baby Yoda <laughs> is a parentless child. Log in now for Sins of Yoda. The past <laughs> comes back to haunt him. And Yoda's like, hmm, left him I did when he was a child. <laughs> Wife, hmm, do not talk about her. <laughs> well, you know, Yoda, might, he might be, uh, Mark and I were chatting earlier about just catching up about family stuff. Yoda might be like that crazy old uncle to baby Yoda. <laughs> he's like, you never know. He's like Uncle Andy. He's like, uh, <laughs> Corbin, <laughs> dickhead he is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, calm down, calm, calm down, down, Uncle Yoda. Do you want a brew? Calm down, yeah. Uh, so I take it your uh, Star Warsy stuff for the week was just constructing the ridiculously huge, big, intricate stormtrooper helmet. Yeah, yeah, I realise. I realise it's not that big or intricate at all. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, it was that pretty much. Although, obviously, Mandalorian as well. I, I managed to dig out the. Old, I've got some of those Kenner, the more recent Kenner toy things as well. As you, you can probably still see them as well. I've got some little like clear perspex display things. So I've got finally got those out as well which I'm quite happy with. Um, nice. But yeah, nice. other than watching Mando, dude, that's pretty much it. What about you? Been uh, doing much Star Wars? Uh, no, sod all, mate, for Star yeah. Wars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did watch, um, I did rewatch Chapter 9, though, of the Mando. Oh. Yeah, just because um, 
there wasn't really anything else on because you know with Disney Plus that's the thing that we all knew would happen. It would yeah. be um, it would be amazing for like two weeks, and then for the rest of the year you're just waiting for the Mandalorian and stuff like that. So there was nothing else kicking around, and uh, me and the missus have binged a load of stuff on Netflix recently as well. So I thought, I oh, know what, I'll just rewatch that from last week, and then I watch straight into episode. Uh, say episode two but chapter 10 of this week's review it was kind of cool doing it that way it makes me feel like it's a bit of a shame they didn't dump the whole lot because it would have been really cool to binge watch Mm. the lot but like we were saying last week it's actually cooler that they do it week by week by week because it gives it that old school tv next time on the mandalorian I know they don't do same that, bad but. time, same bad channel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Will Batman and Robin escape the teacup and catch up with the penguin? <laughs> <laughs> like Christ, when who fabricated that giant teacup with acid in it, and how I did know, they right? test it? <laughs> Crazy! Oh, what a show that is, man! Crikey! Ain't it just? Uh, you know when you rewatch that, like the old Bill Dozier stuff, it's like when you're a kid, all you do is you see. The Batman pow, kapow, or, you know, and you see that. And you think, then you kind of go through that, oh, I'm a moody teenager, I'm in my 20s and I know DC and I know all the Batman stuff. Oh, it's crap, it's crap, that's not what Batman is. And then when you really sit down and rewatch it and you really appreciate it for what it is, you're like, do you know what, this is mint. Like, it's not, it's exceptionally well written and some of the humour is so multi-layered, you're like, oh, clever. Do you know what I mean? It takes a level of, I think it, it takes a bit of a, a, a bit of level of, of age to, uh, to appreciate that stuff. Oh man, I love that stuff. Yeah, no, definitely, man. When I was playing through Arkham Knight, this was about two years ago now, I suppose, I was looking at all the DLCs and all the extra stuff you could download. Mm. And my lad, who was uh, about 11, 10 or 11, I suppose, at the time, I showed him because they had the, the 60s Batmobile and the Adam West skin and stuff. And he was just not impressed at all. He's like, "That's not Batman. What's that? All, what's that all about?" He was into like the Christian Bale style Batman and potentially the Keaton one and stuff. So, yeah, man, it's an age thing. Like when you get to a certain age and you've gone through all that stuff and you've watched it to death, and then there's this one time where you think, "Ah, oh, yeah, I watch a bit of it." People normally start with a Batman movie, don't they? Mm-hmm. And then you realise it's like, "Oh, okay, actually pretty sweet." And then you watch more of it and you're like, "This, yeah, like you said, this is mint. This is really good." Yeah, it's definitely got that multi-layered. Uh approach to it yeah totally get that hey speaking of this is really random total digression like which we've done already <laughs> um you just reminded me about arkham knight like did you end up ordering a next gen console yet i did dude yeah mm. Mm, xbox mm, nice yeah i went xbox because um I'm, I'm still can't get my head around the design of the ps5 i think it looks dreadful it looks huge man yeah, I've seen some YouTubers doing some reviews of it already. We got it out of the box. It's like, I need a hand with this. <laughs> like his mate comes in to me, to you, up on the TV cabinet. And it's massive. It's like <laughs> two-thirds the size of the TV in, like, height. Yeah. So it's huge, That's man. Weird. So Yeah, so I thought the Xbox, it looks really nice. It's got, like, a really simple, uh, nice design to it. But I'm just embedded with Game Pass, man. I did this really cool thing. A bunch of our listeners will probably know this already. But um, if you buy... Uh, like a, a block of 12 months Xbox Live Gold, they're still doing that hack where for a dollar or for the first month, you can just convert the whole lot to Game Pass Ultimate for free. Wow. So I did three years worth of Xbox Live Gold, which costs cost me £110, and then converted the whole lot for 
10 quid. So I've got three years worth of Game Pass Ultimate wow. stacked on for like 120 quid. Dude, yeah, dude, that's insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you? Did you I order love one? that. No, I kind of hung fire because we were moving house. <clears throat> um, and it was like, I didn't want to spend or even even commit like any money to it. Um, but now we've moved, I'm like, crap, should have really done that. Um, but I'm just going to pick one up. I think I'm actually, because I've got the Xbox One, I think I'm I'm going to I'm gonna get the PlayStation first. I'm resigned to the fact that I will end up getting both of them over the next six months. Um, because I want to play all the Game Pass stuff. Like, I really like all that stuff. And I, I've just got an Xbox and I'm a little bit embedded in that myself. But I'm, I really want to start playing some of the, uh, the PlayStation exclusives, like the Miles Morales Deluxe Edition. Um, like, I'm going to order that one. I was a bit worried about it because I was like, I don't know if, like, I don't know. Should I order the deluxe edition of Miles Morales pre-getting the console just in case that they stop doing it? But I can't see them stopping doing it. I think it'll still be around. Um, so that's that, That's where I'm at with it. Like, I've been looking, but I, you just can't get hold of them now. They're like rocking horse crap. So I, I think I'm going to start with the PlayStation just to play Spider-Man. And then as, as soon as I can, get the Xbox uh, as well, which sounds a little bit OTT, but I really want to get back into some gaming. Um, and I've just not been. So, yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking. Dude. What, what are you going to do with like your old Xbox One? Because they're not worth really anything. Like what, what do you even do with stuff like that? I'm going to pass it down to the lad, I think. Yeah, so I've got the Xbox One mm. X, which still runs really sweet and plays games really well. Trying to give that to the boy because he's got the OG Xbox that was out what, eight years ago or something like that. Oh, really? So it's like running really hot and fans going mad and, yeah. and all that. So I'm going to pass it down. But I was in the same boat as you, though, uh, a couple of months ago. I was thinking, well, I'll start with the PS5 mm. because the Xbox is – because I've got the One X, it's still running sweet. But then just the stuff that Microsoft have done and they've announced up until now, they've just seemed to – like they've got really got their act together for next gen. But then I thought, okay, I'll pick up a PS5 in like a year's time – like next year's Black Friday or something like that. Yeah. Same as you and just play for the exclusives and stuff. But it's not a bad shout, dude. Spider-Man, like Spider-Man, the first one, is probably one of the best games of that of the next... It sounds really weird saying last gen now, because it was only mm-hmm. like like almost now it's finishing, but Spider-Man, dude, freaking awesome. I've still not played it, and I just remember Spider-Man 2 on the PlayStation, and I've, I've kind of been getting back into gaming like, oh, my TV's come on. That's weird. How's that happened? Like, literally, look, I'm going to show you now, watch. TV's just coming on its own. Nice. That's weird. That's scary. It's yep. not even linked to, like, an Echo or anything. Anyway, um, <laughs> what was I saying? Yeah, Spider-Man 2, like, I, I, I'm getting back into, like, a bit of gaming. Like, so I've got, like, the SNES Mini and the NES Mini. I've got a Game Gear, which is on display now down there with, like, 12 games that were in the loft. And then I've got the Switch up there as well. So I'm, like, setting up a little gaming area to try and get back into it a little bit because I get... I get a little bit bored. Like you were saying, like there's nothing to watch on TV. So what am I going to do? And I think I'm just going to get back into a bit of gaming. So, mm, all right. Yeah, cool. All right. All right damn. I'm going to have to get one now. Oh, God. I'm going to have to bloody well buy one now. This has been a good episode. pre-orders though, mate. Yeah. Yeah, not oh, much Star Wars talk, is it? <laughs> so let's crack on then, dude. Let's get on to it. So thank you very much for coming back, as I said, for another week. This is Spark of Rebellion. We round up Star Wars news usually when there's nothing new happening to keep you in the loop about what's happening in the world of Star Wars. But at the moment, we're going to run through our reviews for The Mandalorian. If you didn't listen to last week, go and check that out. Chapter 9 was our review for that. We went through the opening uh, episode for The Mandalorian Season 2. 
Uh, before we get on to that, though, remember to subscribe to our show in whatever podcast app you listen to your podcasts on or head over to the website, sparkofrebellion.com forward slash listen. You can link off to the various apps there and uh, hit us up with a subscribe. That way you won't miss a show when it lands every Saturday. We're on the socials too, Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Just do a search for Spark of Rebellion. You'll find us on there. We chat Star Wars throughout the week. And if you like the show and want to support us here, uh, you can do that on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Spark of Rebellion. Uh, various tiers there, you can jump on board. Everything that you um, donate through that, we put back into the production of the show to make sure it's all running sweet and sounding good. And uh, yeah, there's various tiers there. And to our current patrons, thank you so much for your continued support. I love you guys for that. Uh, right, dude, The Passenger, Chapter 10. Uh, this was a... Um, I'll come on to this in a second because I want to get your your thoughts first, but I was a bit surprised by this one, I will be honest, um, because last week the kind of vibe that we got was it wasn't too heavy in terms of bringing back characters from the first season. There wasn't that big um, story arc that we were anticipating diving into with the whole Darksaber and all that stuff. We didn't see any of the recurring characters, none of that stuff. So we were like, oh yeah, they've probably got this kind of episode out the way early. And we'll probably start crashing into that stuff from next week. But this was a bit of a, it was another one of those. Um, it was a bit uh, sort of on its own. It's a kind of episode you can put on the shelf as an isolated little boxed episode. And uh, it didn't really link into anything other than uh, we know that baby Yoda just eats anything by the look of it. And so that's the only sort of continuation. And obviously the Mando character himself still on the search for other Mandalorians and, uh, is on his way across uh, across the stars to try and find that. So the the title is the passenger, and the storyline is um, he's uh, he's just come off of that crate dragon kill. He's on his way back to his ship, um, and uh, these his kind of acquaintance acquaintance that he's formed with this character. Um, what's her name? Um, uh, Peli Motto. Uh, she's the one that's kind of helping him out a little bit, repairing his ship. She's got this sort of person that she was playing cards with the other night. She's like, yep, I know where my, well, my husband knows where some Mandalorians are. If you can get me and my eggs to that planet, um, he'll give that information and then off you go. So he has to then transport this person with her eggs, the sub light speed, can't go light speed because the eggs will be affected. And on the way, we all knew it was going to happen. Something was going to happen and derail the journey and stuff like that so uh chapter 10 dude what are your overall thoughts off the bat funny one isn't it because there was a lot of good stuff in there um in particular the i, I really liked the parenting element of mando you know everything from him saying all right nap time you know, through to that, don't eat the egg. What are you doing? I've told you about that. Don't eat the freaking egg. And, you know, why don't you get your little teenage ass over here and help me fix the ship instead of walking off? You know, there was a hell of a lot of that really nice teenage stuff. And Kieran texted me afterwards. And we, just, we had a, a little discussion about it on text. He was like, oh, yeah, it felt a little bit like Baby Groot and Rocket from the MCU. And I was like, actually, yeah, it did. It had that sort of adopted kind of father, teenage kid sort of attitude thing going on. For that, I really, really liked it. Um, and I thought it was really, really good. But I think overall, I think it, was, it wasn't it was a bad episode, but I think because it stood up against the rest of The Mandalorian, it was the weakest episode we've seen yet. But 
not to say it was a bad ep- that's like saying oh the, it, it, there's a bad episode of breaking bad it's not like the worst episode of breaking bad is better than a lot of tv shows and this is a similar sort of thing like it was classic star wars felt very george lucas because there were brand new creatures in there and and there was a lot of uh, very like the lighting was very very good it was it had a lot of blue hue to it a lot of white hue to it because of where they landed and how it was filmed a lot of really good world building insofar as here's a planet, here's what happens, here's the effect on the armour. You can see, fro- like a lot of the frosting up of it. There was a hell of a lot of good Star Wars in there. And it felt very George Lucas with the creatures. But And there was a, there was a few more other bits to it. But I think ultimately it was, it was there were two things that kind of frustrated me a little bit with this one. Outside of all that good stuff, and I think the standout good stuff was the parent-child relationship. That kind of teenage just do what I freaking say, dude, you know, um, that was awesome, but I think there was, it was misplaced, because like you said, season two, episode one, which is chapter nine, felt, it was doing a lot of setup, and nothing paid off in this episode, it was like, oh, come on, it's one of those, it's one of those episodes that would have felt at home in a 22 season, 22 episode season of Smallville, like, where it's like, oh, yeah, it's Halloween, or Supernatural, it's Halloween, we're going to do a creature feature, some new scary horror stuff. And it's re- it was it felt like it was just done for Halloween, um, which is fine on a 22-episode season. But when you've got eight to ten episodes and you're paying for a streaming service, not that impressed with it. So as a standalone episode, if you're like, oh, let's get the kids around, let's watch, you know, let's watch this episode. Yeah, it's great as a standalone episode. But one out of eight or ten episodes on a streaming service you're paying for that was you know, that that comes off the back of such a strong ending to season one. Uh, not sure, dude. Not sure. Yeah. Yeah, you read my mind on some of that stuff, dude. Because it feels weird that they're holding back from ploughing into all of the cool stuff that we've seen in the previews and the trailers and stuff. And obviously the storylines that we know are coming and some of the characters that have been announced. It feels weird because eight episodes sounds like a lot. But it isn't really. Once you get into now, they've only got six um, six episodes left now to get all of that stuff in because we still don't know how they're going to handle Ahsoka. We don't know how they're going to handle this other character, this, um, you know, the Sasha Banks character who comes across at the minute like a Sith, but she might be a Jedi. We don't know. And then we've got all the stuff with the Darksaber. Six episodes doesn't leave you a, a ton of room Plus, you've also got to continue this kind of thing. Like, is he going to get Baby Yoda to where it needs to go? What's going to happen with Baby Yoda and all that? Because as it stands right now, his ship is just buggered completely. So in the next episode, we have to assume that I either do it, you know, off camera, so to speak. So in between the episodes, like, oh, he's managed to fix his ship. It's all good. Or we can assume that in the next episode, we're going to have to spend a chunk of time him landing somewhere and then spending a big chunk of time repairing his ship. So that's not going to advance any storylines either. So it feels weird that we're now two episodes down. We've not seen any characters from season one. We've not seen any of the new characters announced for the series or anything. And uh, yeah, it just feels like they're holding back and just really waiting to build that up, maybe out of nowhere. But like you said, it's really it's got some really good Star Wars in there. Like the scenes where... He's just kind of, uh, he's pretty chill. He can't use uh, light speed, so he's just 
get in a nap and then those X-Wings turn up. That was like really good Star Wars as well because they just nailed that kind of OT X-Wing sort of look and the sound like they sounded really like they were just plucked out of A New Hope um, and stuff like that. So that was really good. And then like you said, the like having new monsters in there and a new planet and all that felt very Lucasy. So on one hand, it's really I felt like it was a really good solid bit of Star Wars. On the other hand, I felt like it just wasn't a great Mandalorian um episode. It was just very tame, I think. It's the best way to put it. Yeah, I think I think you're right, man. It, it took no risks. It was just getting us back into the groove and you know, <clears throat> the positive to come out of it is that, you know, we've had a couple of the first episode wasn't Philly. It was just it was I think that was setting up a few other things personally. You know, I think episode one will come back to get us later. Um, Cobb Vanth in particular, the Boba Fett stuff, or the certainly the clone, whether it's Boba or someone else. Um, and the Tatooine stuff, I don't think we've seen the last of Tatooine. So I think there's you know, there's a lot in that first episode that's, that's decent world building and decent season two building and law building. And, you know, I, I wonder how much of, of this, this episode will then come back and maybe get us as well because the, there was a couple of interesting bits in there. Um, you know, like at the beginning, him getting ambushed. There was no reason for that ambush, really. Think about it in context of the story. There was no reason for the ambush in the context of that episode or even the previous episode. It quite literally had no bearing to it. So I've got to think to myself, well, <clears throat> does that mean that someone else knows about Baby Yoda and then maybe there's another bounty out? Is that is the element of someone else hunting Baby Yoda or the Mando, is that going to keep coming back, which we saw in episode one of season two? But it just felt weird to have that ambush, like there was nothing in there. It was a cool fight scene, some nice vignettes fight scenes in there where like one of the really badass bits was, there was two actually, the, the, the one where... He, uh, he gave the jetpack over and then shot the guy into the air, the little creature, and then just gave Baby Yoda a little, well, you know, tough. <laughs> and then the other one where he gets he gets ambushed and flies off the speeder bike but slows himself down with a jetpack. That was some serious Iron Man stuff, which I thought was really, really good. Um, and I think that direction from Peyton Reed, who did Ant-Man, Ant-Man and the Wasp, but like that was very obvious. Or not very obvious, but it certainly felt like that was plucked from the MCU. You know, that felt very... Ant Manny, that some of that that you know you see Ant Man, he's always jumping around, you know, he's always bouncing off stuff and running off stuff. Like that felt very much like it was plucked from the MCU. So some really badass things in there, um, and I think the other part of it, which I thought was fascinating, was you know we we, we saw those like you said the X wings who I thought like you said I thought it was really well done, even down to the type of pilots that were flying them. They were basically plucked from the seventies. It was great. It was perfect. But they were just acting like basically knobhead space cops. You know, they, they basically pulled Mando over for his, you know, what is effectively his taillight being out. And it was like, well, you seem all right. Uh, you've got this taillight out, so you better fix it because we say so. Cost with a new republic. We are the policemen patrolling this sector. And I thought that was fascinating because, like, you come from this imperial rule, which had that you know, that angle to it, you will do what we say. And this is not like that, but that's sort of like the dickhead driver of the police car pulling you up, a little bit drunk on power. And even at the end where they bailed him out, which was really just so obvious, that was almost disappointingly obvious. Mm -hmm. But where he's like, look, help me sort the ship out and, you know, 
we'll write all this other stuff off and we'll call it quits and just give us a hand because you are the authority. And he was like, nah, we're not going to do that, but you better not still be here and you better not, <laughs> you better you better fix that transponder next time we bump into each other. And you're like, you, you jumped up officious police dick. And that's fascinating because that's the new republic. And they even said, we are the new republic. Um, so it's interesting to juxtapose what we believe to be the rebellion and, you know, this, you know, we're always the good guys and we're always helpful and we're Gentiles as the man. And, you know, this is all the X-Wing pilots are heroes because they fly through Death Stars and stuff. And actually, you end up with these two donut break dicks. And <laughs> it's, I thought that was really quite fascinating. Um, so that, that was, that was quite nice to see because we've never, there's never been a platform to show that in Star Wars. So that, that was one nice takeaway, I think, from this episode. Juxtaposition records. Yeah. Didn't want it to in the end. I bought, I bought, I bought twenty of them for my mates. <laughs> Still in the garage. Still in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> that was fascinating. Those pilots, because in the films, here it is. What have you just dropped? Screwdriver. Why have you got a screwdriver? I thought you were playing with a screwdriver last week. I'm like, what is he doing? Is he like, is he lynching someone? Is he in prison? It's the compressor, mate. Yeah, got, got to sort that down. Who puts a compressor on this thing anyway? I know, right? The pilots, what was fascinating, like you said, was in the films, those those dudes are always shown as like these kind of real do-gooders, can't say anything, can't do anything wrong. Mind you, I suppose that's one of the good things about the pre- uh, sorry, the sequel films in a, in a way. Because you know that whole thing with um, Poe Dameron and a bit of a revolution and going up against, uh, uh, what's her name? What's her face uh, from Jurassic Park? Laura Dern. Laura Dern's character. character is, let's just call her Laura Dern. Yeah. That whole sort of revolution against it. So you could see that there was like, everything wasn't brilliant in paradise in the world of, you know, going up against the empire or the new order. And this is kind of that kind of that vibe, I guess, in a way that in the, in the OT films anyway, anything to do with the the resistance or sorry, the Republic was always, uh, the rebellion. So it was always viewed as very um, like 10 out of 10 gold stars. You like the best people in the galaxy. You can do no wrong, but here we can see them just being a bit of a dick. And it's, that's obvious to, you know, to see, isn't it from a mile off? It's like, they didn't really have to pursue him that much. It was like, he's got, he's not flying like an old Imperial shuttle or anything. He's not, doing anything wrong there's like you said they're just being a bit drunk on power um but what was um really obvious though i think you described it as um disappointingly obvious is those guys coming back taking down all the spiders at the end helping him out but then still being a dick about it and then flying off um so yeah that was that was probably the most interesting part of the episode in terms of what what's happening in the wider galaxy the wider part of, of Star Wars at the time, I suppose. The rest of it was like, you could put all of that in your pocket and just keep it there. It doesn't affect anything else. Like um, all that stuff on Tatooine, like you said, I'm pretty sure as well that that stuff is going to rear its head again later on, uh, especially Cobb Vanth and all that lot. This stuff, I don't think we're going to see this, whatever planet he landed on. I don't think we're going to see that again. We're probably not going to see these ice spiders again. Well, we probably will in like a video game or something, but... Yeah, man, we won't see any of that stuff. 
Uh, the only person we will see, actually, is um, what's her face, Pelimoto. Mm. And her little droids and stuff. I'm pretty sure she's going to pop up. She's like the, um, I don't know, she's like, you know, in Knight Rider, when, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> you know, in Knight Rider, where Michael's like, you know, he's knocking around in kit and he's like badass and he's doing stuff. And there was that woman that was like the technical genius. She was like always servicing the car and, you know, throwing him a little bit of sass now and then. She's like that character to the Mando. It's like he's like this cool badass dude. Ship needs a little bit of repair every now and then. But she's like the little the little uh, helpy, helperton sort of character. So we'll probably see her a few more times, I would say. I quite like that idea. Yeah, it's a bit like Felicity Smoke or Chloe from Sol- from uh, Smallville. Like it's all, it, there's always the tech person, isn't there? Mm. Um, yeah, I quite like that. Uh, I, I like that she's got R5-D4 as well from A New Hope. I like that she's still got him knocking around. Um, that's quite nice to, to see that. That was in last last week's episode. Um, oh, fine. And, yeah, yeah. You know, the, uh, he popped up, didn't he? He was like in it for like a second or two. The R5 or R4? Is it? Is it Enter the Dragon? No, I'm not seeing that. Didn't didn't see didn't see Bruce Lee fight Chuck Norris in Enter the Dragon. It was Way of the Dragon. You what? You've not seen Enter the Dragon? It's Gene. Oh my God, it's classic. Was it? I thought it was R five D four. Was it R four D five? Um, yeah, you're probably right, mate. It's probably R five. I'm just being. No, we've got a Google now. I can see you googling. I can see it in your specs. Yeah, yeah. You got a specs appeal. I'm gonna Google. Yeah. R five D four. I'm sorry, buddy. Yep. Nah, 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 nah. It's a motherfucking R five D four. Snoop Mark. Uh, do you know what? It's because I was thinking just D four because he's been shortened to D four a lot. I had number four in my head. Sure I'm very sorry, mate. dude. Yeah. Sorry, I let you off. Um, I didn't know that because it was probably that on Google anyway. Um, but yeah, she she's kind of got that like little vibe. Like he'll keep going back to that little port to because she's like she's like that safe sanctuary where he can turn up, get fixed up. You know, I, I imagine that's a place that he's going to go when he's got his ass kicked a few times, you know, and he needs a bit of medical at- attention. Um, uh, yeah, I, w- I would imagine that's, yeah, that you're not far off with that dude. Um, and it's cool because it, what I like about those kind of characters is that they're not impressed by this hero. They don't really care. They're like, well done. She was like, oh, you took a crack dragon down. All right, where's the meat? Give me the meat. She didn't really care that it was like, oh, the crap, you took a crit. No, no. You know what I mean? It, and I, they always act as that really nice foil, don't they, to the character. Mm-hmm. So I think you're right, man. And I hope you're right. I hope we see more of that character because I think it's uh, I think it's nice and grounding. Now, do you think that this, the Razor Crest being so beat up is what, what will end up taking him back to like Grief Karga and, and, and Cara Doom? Is that, is that his safe place to go for parts? Is to go back to the old, um, the old Apollo Creed uh, safe house? Mabes. Yeah, Mebs. Mebs, yeah. I do quite like the idea of him going back to Wasser Chops, though, to get the um, the Falcon Crest sorted out and and all that lot. But I, I think it's just beat up way beyond what they can do. So, yeah, this might be a segue into let's go and see these other characters that we've we've not shown you yet. Let's go. Because you might have to do a bit of a – it's a tough one as well, how they're going to play – uh, Apollo Creed in this series because in the first one he was very much a is he on side is he not is he just you know um, and I know it towards the end he was very much he was very much on Amando's side but you never know so it might be a case of he turns up and he's like well I can help you out but you have to do a favor for me kind of thing and that's going to be another 
send him off across the bloody galaxy to do something. I hope I it's that. not because it's it's like <laughs> it's like playing Gears of War with that the latest Gears of War. Like I really enjoyed the latest Gears Five, except for the fact that most the missions were like, oh, the same thing. Go find something good, and then you end up in an arena and you've got to shoot things. Then you pass through the arena, you got to find something else. Like there's nothing more frustrating than that repetitive style storytelling. Um, mm. And there were a couple of times in season one where it cropped up. And you're like, oh, come on, really? Let's just get to some story. Um, the only thing that I can maybe just take from this is that, you know, there are what, six episodes left? Is it an eight episode season? Yeah. Is it eight yeah. or ten? So eight episodes left. It's a 40 minute season. I mean, sorry, 40 minute episodes, certainly based on last night. Let's discount maybe the last episode and the first episode, which were a bit longer, 50 minutes. Take off five minutes for the credits at the end. So 35 minutes. We've got basically three and a half hours of storytelling left. So if you look at it through that lens, you're like, oh, actually, that's a really badass, long director's cut film. We've still, we can still do some really good storytelling in this. And I'm just hoping that they do lean into that more and it mm -hmm. becomes more um, world building, more interconnected. And they actually progress the story because nothing's happened with Baby Yoda. Apart from just rounding out the relationship he's got with Mando, we're now two episodes in. And nothing has happened. And I'm still a little bit like, <clears throat> I don't know, I, I think I'm a little bit annoyed and I think I'm I think <laughs> I'm annoyed, I don't know. But I think I'm annoyed that it's just this MacGuffin of having to find more Mandalorians. Like, why does he need more Mandalorians? What's the reasoning for this? Like, did I miss something? What's the ultimate reason? I know that it will be, oh, we can then link you to the Jedi because we had a big war with him. Like, yeah. But why does he need more Mandos? I don't. I still don't follow that. Yeah, I think this is going on the assumption that the the Mandalorians will help him find the Jedi because the Jedi are linked to the Baby Yoda species. Surely you just go hunting the Jedi. Different, different drinks, different needs. Yeah, yeah. that's true, actually. But if What's you're your a bounty hunter, you're like, wait a sec. Five years ago. The Emperor was taken down by a freaking Jedi whose sister runs the New Republic with Mon Mosma. There's got to be an easier way to get to that. There's got to be an easier way. Well, oh yeah, there, there probably is, but I think this is uh, this is a way of introducing the Jedi into the story without it being, oh wow, there's the Jedi. Yeah, fair. If you know what I mean, because I feel like these characters they haven't been exposed to the Jedi at all in this run yet. So will the characters from, apart from Moff, um, what's his face with the dark saber? Moss Los Poyos. I feel like he has had some run-ins with the, you know, is a lot more aware and has had some run-ins with the Jedi. It feels like all the other characters, they've had run-ins with the Empire and all that stuff. I don't feel like they would just automatically all be like, oh, okay, yep. The Jedi, let's off, off we go. We know exactly where they are and stuff. So I feel like we need to have this round the houses approach a little bit so we can like see some other characters and some other worlds and stuff that will lead us to that, that Jedi thing. So, but yeah, you're probably right. They probably could just do like, let's have a little Google for the Jedi. Last known location. Yep. Yeah. Right. Cool. We're off. And that would be it. So, but that would be a boring show, wouldn't it? Like if the, yeah, if he did true. that, you know, if he did that in episode one, like we need to find the Jedi, right? I found him. Right. What do we do for the next seven episodes? You know, 
And I suppose they're pitched as bad guys as well. Because the logical thing would be for Mandalorian to just go, ah, Leia, soap, got this little green thing that people think's a Jedi. You know about Jedi. Just remember your brother's one. That, yeah, that's him. That's the one. So yeah, yeah. I'm just going to, do you want to just have a look at this little thing? So, and then Luke would be like, oh shit, looks like Yoda. Like, <laughs> so it's, it's fascinating, but you, you're right. Cause they are pitched as the villains. So I suppose in Mando's mind, it's not a case of find the Jedi, trust the Jedi. It's find the Jedi, be scared to death or kill the Jedi. Um, do you think that we're going to see a lightsaber battle with a darksaber? Because what, nothing else can stop it. Mando can't stop a darksaber. Enter Ahsoka. That's why you've got to think that, Annie. You've got to mm-hmm. think that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because she's the only character that, we've, that we know that's been mentioned that has a lightsaber. The only thing, because the whole, just going back to the Jedi thing, remember in the trailer we had uh, the, the narrator over the top saying about, she didn't even mention them as like what they actually are. She said like mm-hmm. these wizards or something like that. So those guys don't know about, well, they might have heard about lightsabers, but they don't know that the Jedi are necessarily like these badass lightsaber wielding wizards or whatever. So the only person, <laughs> unless that Sasha Banks character turns out to be a Jedi, we don't know. Uh, it's only Ahsoka, really. She's the only one that we know is going to turn up and kick some ass with, with the old lightsaber or lightsabers. don't know. Unless they do just play out that Ezra Bridger rumour. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's another thing. Oh, I can't see that happening, dude. Not with nah. six episodes left. That's too much, man. <clears throat> how, too, you, how are you going to do all of the expositional stuff around that when you've got to do this other stuff in six days? I reckon that's, it was a nice rumor, I think, when we were covering that stuff, but I don't know. I think that's too much. We also don't know what's going on with, um, a lot of people have settled on the fact that that dude at the end of last week was Boba Fett. I think that's the consensus although I still don't buy it, uh, we still don't know how that character is going to come back in, into it yet. I thought they would have well, followed that up with still that. Well, that character's still on Tatooine, isn't it, that character? As far as we know. So we've got to get back to Tat. Yeah, man. So Interesting stuff. I think you're right about Ezra. I think, if anything, if that does happen, that will be season three. Because we, it was in the news this week that season three will start production this month, if not, worst case, very, very early next year. But it's looking like this month, to be fair like, very soon. So, you know, they're coming off the back of, of the Mandalorian Season 2 still being very, very fresh. You know, they're at production only in April, May time. Um, so, these turnarounds are fairly quick for something of that scale. It's not quite like Arrow, where it's two or three week turnaround on an edit, but um, it's not an Arrow budget. It's far bigger budget, and it's far more intricate. So, yeah, I mean, there's nothing to say that those rumours won't come into, free, into play until Season 3. There's nothing wrong with that and I think it's um, you know when, like you said given how much they've got to do and they're going to need a cliffhanger for season 3 they're going to need it they're going to need something and mm-hmm. they, they pulled I mean they pulled two big ones out of the bag in se- pulled, well they pulled three big ones out of the bag really in season 1 they implied Ahsoka um, just because of just everything that goes along with the Darksaber which was the second one you know they implied um, everyone from Rebels essentially by bringing the Darksaber in, which was, so that's one big one. They did um, everything on Tatooine, all of that kind of Jedi drop, which was a huge cliffhanger. And then they just brought in the Boba Fett idea really early on in the season and left it. So 
they're going to need to do something similar for season three because it's let's be honest, it's the biggest, it's the, it's the biggest draw for Disney Plus right now. They can't take the foot off, off the pedal with it, which brings me right back to this week's episode, which is, ah, uh, why did he take the foot off the pedal with it? <laughs> yeah, because they could have brought it down again. We could have had episodes two and three progress some characters and some story, and then in episode four bring it down again and have this one where he's off and have like a little isolated thing and then bring it back up again, five and six, you're ramping it back up mm-hmm. as you lead into the finale. And so, so they could have done that. It just seems like a like a very slow burn right now. And if episode three is the same, if it's very just an isolated thing and we don't see any other characters again, and I think they really are going to struggle. I'm no expert on writing TV shows, obviously, but it feels like they would really struggle to get everything in that they've advertised in quite a short, yeah, like you said, it's three and a half hours. But if they do this again next week, that you're down to just under three hours to get all of that cool, cool stuff in. So, and I really hope they handle the Jedi in a, a really cool way in this in in this series. You know, because uh, we and will it link into the Obi Wan series? Did we talk about this a couple of weeks ago? whether mm-hmm. these two would be linked and stuff. I really hope they do it in a really cool way. Like it's not like um, like, like the Jedi that we've seen in, in the films, especially the OT, where um, where the Mando's like, so I've been warned about you guys and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, don't worry, you know, everything's fine. And then there's just, there's like a happy little buddy cop sort of episode where they mm. team up. And it, I just hope they do something a bit different with it. Uh, that we haven't seen in the films. And I'm hoping that this Sasha Banks character, it's a bit of an assumption, I know, but in that voiceover for the trailer, she was there on screen when they were talking about like an ancient order of wizards and stuff like that. So I'm hoping that her character is a little bit different to the other Jedi that we've seen thus far. But I'm hoping they do it next week. If they start building that stuff up, it doesn't have to be like a big smash in the face, like, Here's the Jedi and all that stuff. I really hope they ramp it up slowly with the Jedi and then towards the end and the finale, there's like a massive kickoff and uh, so many options, man. So many ways to go with that. But whichever way you slice it, next week has got to be a bigger episode. More characters. It's got to be, dude. Yeah, and it's got to be, it can, I think it can be a bigger episode in a, in a, um, in a different way as well. Like it can, it can have less characters, but just hit the mythology hard and hit the story hard, you know? And I I really, I'm the same as you. I hope it is. I'd like to see them back on Tatooine. Like if the, and this is not just for fan service because it's Tatooine, but I think there's a lot of lore there that can be explored because of what happened with Fett and the Huts and Obi-Wan. And it it would be great to turn it on its head a little bit like some of the books have done, you know, by, by kind of letting you question the, the uh, truthfulness of the Jedi where it's, you know, he's looking for the Jedi, he lands with a Jedi, and it's like, well, you know, there was this other guy like a few years ago, and he was a bit of a sly old dog, like we all knew he was a Jedi, but he was really freaking coy with it, and he was a bit of a dick, like he never really helped out when we knew, like he could have sorted that crate dragon out for us, but he didn't because he didn't want to come out of hiding. Like, it'd be really nice to see, like you said, just different angles to this and different takes on this Jedi, um, and just, you know, they've got to try and build that trust up between Mando and, 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 and whoever whoever comes in. It would be nice to see that. My gut tells me it will be Buddy Cop, which I hate, because they did that with Cobb Vanth. Nothing wrong with that. That was a nice little episode. 
But it just, it's always done too quickly, isn't it? It's always done. And I think the, the character of Ahsoka in particular, if it is Ahsoka or whoever Sasha Banks is playing, whether it's a different one or not, there's so much time that you can spend with that character first and you can question some of the motives. Like, is Ahsoka or whoever whoever is, is, is Sasha Banks' character, are they just trying to stay alive? Are they just trying to get out of this thing? Do they want to steal Baby Yoda? What the hell would they even do with Baby Yoda? Like, does Ahsoka know Luke? Does he know? Does she know Luke exists? Does she know that he's Vader's kid? Like, would Ahsoka take Yoda back to Luke? Like, there's so many. When you really dig into it, there's stuff that can't be done in a buddy cop episode or within two or three episodes, and it has to be really well well delivered. And I think, fingers crossed, Filoni and someone like Favreau have got the sense to do this. Um, and my hope is that, like you said, you know, starting next week. Maybe they've thought and they've listened to feedback. We don't want filler episodes. Maybe they've thought, right, we want a bit of a creature feature in. We'll do it around Halloween. And then I guess what we'll do is we'll just then ramp it up for six episodes nonstop. Boom, 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 boom. Like you'd hope that that was what was going to happen. We'll yeah. see. Yeah, you'd hope so, mate. Yeah. Uh, the old Jedi. Mando's like, oh yeah, Jedi. As you can do the old mind trick. All right, what am I thinking? You're thinking... How can I kill a tiger armed only with a biro? Nope. And you can't. <laughs> Will there ever be a boy born who can swim faster than a shark? Now frogs. Different times. So yeah, this little lad eats frogs. <laughs> so yeah, Jedi, man, they gotta handle that in the right way, for sure. But I'm just worried, man. I'm just worried that this whole Dark Saber thing, Ahsoka, the Jedi, Baby Yoda, there's so much to do. And it would be crap to get to the end of season two and we're still seeing the Mando flying across the galaxy with baby Yoda looking for someone else now. Like season two was about mm. finding other Mandalorians and or the Jedi. And now season three is he's now looking for the Sith or he's looking for, I don't know, some stormtrooper that was a badass dude that's still alive and he's going to, I don't know. It's all right, man, this whole quest style thing. It's a bit like a video game, you know, like the classic R, um, RPG kind of quest thing where you go to somebody and they're like, yeah, you need to go and find this person. And then you have like a a quest to do and then you come back and then you get your power up and stuff. It's all right. It's okay. But yeah, I just feel like two episodes in they've done it, man. What did, sorry, just to um, finish up, what did you think to the, the, the monster of the week then, the creature then, the ice spiders? In this one, they look pretty good. Yeah, they did, and the the eggs were. I mean, it was all very alien inspired, wasn't yeah. it? It was all very alien inspired. So I was, I was all right with that. I quite liked it. I mean, if you're going to do something like that, do something that freaks you the hell out, and spiders freak most people out. So I, yeah, I quite liked the idea. I liked how they moved. I liked how they they, they progressed in size. Um, it was it was just. I mean, that part of it, if that's what they were aiming for, that bit was really nicely done. So I don't think there was anything wrong with it. It was it was it was well shot. It was the creatures were obviously well put together. Like I said, it was very alien in terms of the eggs and the hatching. Nothing wrong with that. You know that eeriness is quite nice. So yeah, I think that part of it, like, what they were going for, was well executed. It was just should they have gone for what they went for at that time? That was all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was nice to see those as well. They plucked that straight out of some old Ralph Macquarie concept art that he did. Um, they ah. they were meant to originally appear on Dagobah, The Empire Strikes Back. He did these big 
uh, did quite a few illustrations of those spiders, but I guess it was too expensive to do them back in the day. Mm. So it was nice to see uh-huh. some Ralph Macquarie uh, stuff appearing, which is good. And they were really well done. Like, um, And it was cool the way they did the ending bit as well. You know, when his, he had finally repaired some of the ship and he was taken off that huge, massive spider, its legs were still draped over the cockpit and stuff and, and all that jazz. It was really well done and they did look pretty creepy. I imagine anyone that is a scared of spiders would have hated the last half of the episode. Big time. Big time. Yeah. Big time. Yeah, it was nicely done. That's that's cool. I didn't realise it was Ralph McQuarrie stuff. So yeah, that's even nicer than man. They were and they were really well executed. So yeah. I was alright with that. Aye. It was mint. It was mint, pal. Yeah. <laughs> uh I don't think there's anything else to talk about from this episode, did unless I'm missing anything uh that we saw. I mean there was a couple of little bits um, nice little quirky bits at the beginning again when he was back at uh, Mose Eisley. Uh, that was all cool, very Star Warsy, um, and that. But other than that, oh yeah, there was a cool bit. We haven't spoken about the frog character and the eggs and stuff. Oh so yeah, it, it was a cool. It was a cool bit when she got the you know the the Q nine zero droid that he had um, bashed up previously, and now he's on his ship. It was cool when she got that working so she could communicate with him because she seemed a bit like when she couldn't talk, well, when we couldn't understand her anyway, she seemed like she was really sweet and um, just really like, oh, I really need to get these eggs to where they need to go. But when she got the droid working, she was like, look, please don't be a dick about this, right? You've told me you're going to get me here. Don't sort of wimp out and don't do it. I was like, oh, here we go. They're indoors. Got a bit of the ump. It was quite sassy, actually, wasn't it? (laughs) Um, yeah, yeah, you're right. Actually, I never realized that switching personality, but that, like you said, it's because we just really didn't know what she was saying. Um, so yeah, you're right. It was, <laughs> it was quite nice, but it was like that desperation in her voice. She was very much like, look, I have got to get these things because here's the situation. Here's the deal with the husband and, and the kids, and this is our last chance. And it was, it was the MacGuffin. Obviously, it was. It was the. It was the catalyst. It was the inciting incident, and so on and so forth. To, 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 it, it was the thing that gave the boundaries to the episode. Like, why can't you use light speed, and so on and so forth. So that was all nice stuff. But yeah, I wouldn't be sorry if I didn't see that type of character again. I didn't think there was that much interesting going on. But I think for that episode, it was like it was a very inoffensive character that was just take it or leave it, and it was done in such a way that was visually interesting it was very original star wars you know even the movements and the lumbering kind of motion and the way that that switches into that kind of frog-like leap at the end when they're running you know that that switching the character being a little bit animatronic but then suddenly she can still pelt it that felt all very star wars so yeah i mean it was just all right wasn't it that part of it was just it was fine again there was nothing stand out about it but it was just nice you know yeah and she had a bit of sass about her as well when they Amando's got the hump, he's trying to repair the ship, and there was that really cool, almost father-son thing that you were talking about, where the baby Yoda starts to wander off. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa where are you going? Need help. While that's going on, she's well, she's wandered off, and she's found this little spa. She's like, all right, spa. Yeah. All I need now is a glass of wine, and I'm sorted, mate. You can go and sort <laughs> the ship out. I'll be with you later. So he did a bit of sass It was a little that. bit weird, that, wasn't it? Because it was like, <laughs> what's going on here, then? Like... <laughs> All right, fair enough, but yeah, that was that was a little bit odd, that I have to admit. But yeah, it was yeah. it was just all right. Yeah, it was almost like so, Mando. Why don't you join me? <sighs> Take that helmet off. Yeah, mm. it's nice and warm. 
Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> uh, and just to finish up, dude, you mentioned that the animatronic stuff and it feels very Star Wars. I'm so glad that they're still keeping Baby Yoda as a proper puppet. Yeah, because that just that just screams OT so badly. It just it looks awesome. It would have been gutting to see. Like right, season two, uh, we had a big budget on season one, but we've got even more money now. It's done really well. Who's up for a CG Baby Yoda? Yeah, it would have it would been, have been easy nah. to do that, wouldn't it? Exactly. Yeah, it would have been really easy just to be like, yeah, come on, let's just do CG. But, yeah. So I'm glad that's still a puppet. Looks really good. Yeah, me too, man. And you can tell in the movement the way that it's lumbering movement, and they've they've really nailed that, like that how that works. And you can, you know, the, the, the they they almost do more movement than you think they should with that animatronic Yoda. You yeah. know, the way it walks and moves and stuff. So I'm 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 the same, dude. I'm really pleased with that because it gives that Yoda like feel to it versus the prequels where you're like, okay, CG Yoda, fine, he can whip about and do what he wants. But <laughs> this gives that almost. It's not a frailty. It's more of a sense of like that purpose to its movement. Mm-hmm. you know which i don't think there was there in the prequels because of the cg so yeah I'm, I'm happy with that as well dude yeah 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 all right to close out then bud if you had to give this out of 10 what would you give it i'm gonna go for like a six and a half man six and a half yeah yeah i'm with you on that i was going around a six i'd give it around a six yeah 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 got some great star wars-ness about it just not a great mando so we've just got to do better for the mythology and the yeah. law. Come on, guys. You've just got to do better. <laughs> there we go. So let's stick a pin in it there, dude, for episode 81. Uh, fabulous as always. Oh, why did I use fabulous? Come on, Gary. Fabulous. Fabulous. fabulous it's been absolutely fabulous talking again <laughs> about the mandalorian it's been great going through uh, another episode uh, let us guys let us know guys if you want us to carry on doing these just review stories of the mando or if you want us to reduce it down a little bit and do a bit more news we don't mind doing that um but we're just happy to go through and really dive into the details of um of each episode and stuff so uh yeah next week for episode 82 we'll be on to chapter 11 uh, so come back and join us for then. In the meantime, if you don't subscribe to the show, make sure you do so on whatever podcast app you get your podcast on. Just do a search for Spark of Rebellion or head over to the website, sparkofrebellion.com. And you can listen to all of our shows on there. Uh, or if you slap us uh, forward slash listen on there, you'll be able to link off to all of the podcast apps and networks and you'll find us on there. We're on the socials too, Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Come and give us a like and a follow there as we uh, post and chat about Star Wars throughout the week. And if you like the show and want to support what we do here, then you can do that on Patreon. Just head over to patreon.com forward slash spark of rebellion. You can jump on from a dollar onwards, get yourself some swag, get your decal sticker, stick that wherever you like within reason. And uh, yeah, everything we make through Patreon goes back into the show uh, so that we can keep giving you funny, quirky little office jokes, it seems. Which uh, <laughs> Welcome to the Star Wars show. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Star Wars, yeah. Uh, it's been great dude for another week always a pleasure man yeah cheers for that and uh, we'll be back next week with another Mandalorian review I am sure but yeah always good to chat my man always good to dig into Star Wars and looking forward to it next week hopefully seeing a bit more mythology we'll be back same bat time same bat channel (laughs) that's right we will see you guys next week until then please stay healthy and stay safe look after each other and may the force be with you always always